Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And I think we can all agree that the tornadoes over the weekend were no good thing. But Mississippi is stepping up and helping out and that's worthy of highlighting and letting you know all the ways that help is needed and joining us today is pastor roger jones a first baptist of rolling fork so hey pastor jones hello there how are you doing today i am i'm not going to complain pastor jones all eyes and attention are are on you guys there in the delta particularly in rolling fork and our thoughts and prayers but but people are showing up and and you're starting to move forward one step at a time right yes ma'am yes ma'am but I need to clarify one thing. I'm not Pastor Jones. I'm just Roger Jones. Uh, I'm just a member at First Baptist Rolling Fork. I don't know where the pastor thing came from, but anyway, I'm just a, a member of First Baptist Church Rolling Fork. Well, that's okay, Mr. Jones. We'll clarify that for you. I think it got cross-haired uh, with one of my good friends, Jimmy Jordan, who is out there helping with you guys with Carpenters for Christ. And you know what? It's okay. You were out there doing good work and being a member of a church that was uh, highly impacted and hitting the ground running. But I agree. I wouldn't want to take on the title of pastor either if I didn't feel like I was called uh, to do so. Okay, so tell me, how is the church uh, the next day? I know there's a lot of folks that are coming with the Carpenters for Christ and all. So what's going on there to help? Well, we've had um, just so many folks piling in to to bring relief to the people. It's been an amazing, I call it just a God thing, that people have just shown up to give and to sacrifice their time and their weekend to come and and help people that are in a bind. And um, we got here early Saturday morning, and my eyes could not, my brain couldn't comprehend the destruction that my eyes saw once I got here. I am a member of the uh, Mississippi Baptist uh, Disaster Relief Team, and so I was the first one of the team members here, and uh, so we started, I set, set up a big grill, and we started cooking as soon as we could get everything organized and ready to go, because we knew there were going to be a lot of people hungry. Um, our Mississippi Baptist team has headed to, I think, to Amory or maybe to Winona, but they're, you know, they're involved in that area. And we've turned this area over to the Arkansas Baptist, a sister organization there in Arkansas. We work together closely, and 
they're going to be doing a big major cooking here starting on Wednesday, but we're just firing up the big grills, and I think we cooked like 2,000 hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff on Saturday. And then yesterday we did close to the same, and we're working on it again today. So, Mr. Jones, with you being a member of First Baptist Rolling Fork, how was was the church spared, or did you um, did the building receive any damage? We we do have damage. It blew our steeple off. We lost a lot of our roofing coverage, not the, the structural damage, but the shingles were blown off, and we'll have to have a new roof. And we had a lot of several windows blown out. But the Lord spared our church, and for that we're very grateful. And we had a church service yesterday, and the the house was packed. You know, it was a very emotional, moving service. Uh, Our pastor did a great job. Our pastor's wife actually had two strokes last week in her 40-year. She's 40-something years old, and she got out of the hospital on Saturday. And so he left this morning going down to take care of her. But he did a great job yesterday in the service, and um, a very moving thing when our hearts have been humbled the way that they have through the storm, you know. Well, it's unimaginable as so many have seen the devastation and so many want to know how to help uh, Mr. Jones. And so one way is helping to feed those that are getting out there and doing the grunt work, whether it's with the Carpenters for Christ. I know Jimmy and his team have been out there pulling trees off of homes that were still livable. There's people out there just with debris clean up and, you know, finding their place in it. So if someone's listening and wants to help, how can we help you guys do what you're doing? Well, we've been inundated with um, people bringing water. We have more water than we need in this area. There are several parts of the state that were affected by this, as you well know. Uh, Fortunately, we've been blessed with a lot of water. Uh, That was one of the first things that started coming in was water. And then, then we started getting goods. And what we need to realize is that these people, you know, I'm going to go home tonight and lay my head in a bed on a pillow. These folks have no home. The, the, the heart really wants to bring stuff for the people. The people have nowhere to put stuff. You know, the biggest need that we have right now is money so they can get what they need to get, you know, because they have none. You know, I mean, this is not a, this is not a really, um, a big job opportunity in our area because of where we are. And, uh, you know, these, it's just, uh, it's been hard on everybody. And so our church has asked people to make contributions to the first, um, first Baptist church and put disaster relief there and deposit it, send it to the bank of Anguilla. Uh, and I can get you that information if you want to do it later, but the bank of Anguilla is holding the funds. And then our church is going and getting buying gift cards with those funds and giving them to the people so they can get what they need. You know, we're trying to supply some of those needs, and we don't know what they are for everybody. So uh, we've given out tons and tons of diapers and baby food and, you know, just different things. But, you know, uh, they just don't have any place to store anything. So we felt like it would be better for them to go buy what they need, you know. You definitely bring up a good point, Mr. Jones, is that we want to help, but sometimes we can, you know, get a little bit ahead of ourselves, and that's with actual stuff. When right now it's the cleanup, it's the immediate needs, and every individual at every home is going to be a little bit differently. Some have other places that they can go while, you know, they're sort of cleaning up or rebuilding, and every situation is different. We'll make sure we get that information from you um, off air, Mr. Jones, and we'll be able to share it in the best way for folks to be able to go and one click or, or whatever for 
for for donations in terms of food or or um, help in terms of cooking and continuing that is there anything else you guys need uh at the moment well like like it's been stated the chainsaw we have the arkansas baptists have sent chainsaw crews we have friends that are coming from other parts of the state you know just to pitch in and go help cut and this that's going to be a a long-term thing <clears throat> right now they're trying to get water back into the homes they're trying to get the water system back up and going after being down. People can't see what we don't realize is people can't even flush a toilet. You know, they can't get a cool drink of water unless it's given to them. And so we're trying to get, they're trying to get the water system back up and going. All the houses that are damaged are going to have leaks all over the place. And we got to get down to the meter boxes, which are under the trees that they piled out on the street, you know. So all of those have to be found and turned off so we can build up water pressure. And then, and then, you know, at least they can have some facilities if they have it available in their home, you know. Uh, but even those whose homes were not affected have no water, therefore, and they had no power, and therefore they have no way to use even a restroom. We take so much for granted that we uh, need to think about in times like this, and it makes you think about it all. Absolutely, it does. And it also just brings you great joy when you see that service was still having people aren't running from the church, they're running to it, which I think is definitely a good thing. And then the church is getting out there and doing what it should be, which is, you know, helping however it can, whether it's feeding, whether it's cutting, whether it's cleaning up, whether it's offering prayers. And I feel like so many of us, uh, Mr. Jones, at least here in central Mississippi and beyond, we feel like sometimes our prayers are all we've got, but we got to remember those that are important, too. Well, yes, ma'am, they are, and that that's what, and I might get emotional because today has been, I don't know why, but today has been a really emotional day for me, <laughs> and I told my little bride, I said, I'm going to have to, at some point, have to have a good cry to get this out of my system, <laughs> but, you know, the outpouring of the people, you know, some of these people lost everything they have, but they're helping other people, you know, even though they have no home to go back to, they're still out trying to help people, you know, and, uh, that just um, all I can say is amen to what you just said, and we appreciate the prayers, and we covet those, and you know we're we're all just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's what we're called to do. So we're going to get the information from you, Mr. Jones, on how we can help support uh, First Baptist Rolling Fork with the disaster relief and make sure we get the right information out to our listeners. But you definitely got those our prayers, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. All righty, there you go. As he said, you may think that your prayers aren't doing a whole lot of good because sometimes it feels like that's all we've got to offer when we're so far away from those hurting, but they do. So keep sending those up and keep with us. We've got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. 
This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Things. We are on your computer, your mobile device, so you can watch us on Roku and Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also watch Good Things live on Seaspire TV if you got that. We are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And for those, I guess, in central Mississippi, maybe up, it could turn into a weather being weather aware for this afternoon into the night. So just be aware of yeah, that. Yeah, the northwestern quadrant of the Magnolia State is the most in danger of severe weather. But the line of storms that will be making its way across Mississippi tonight and into early tomorrow morning looks kind of nasty. I mean, it's got a whole bunch of dark reds and purples in there. And uh, with the way there's energy in the atmosphere, with the way the line looks, with the way the wind's blowing, you could see strong winds blowing limbs down, knocking trees down in some places. You could see hail and there is the chance for some tornadoes to pop up. So, yeah, you're, you're going to want to keep your head on a swivel tonight and stay weather aware. <sighs> Which means make sure you have your weather alerts turned on and up. So in case you need to take precautions or whatever throughout the night hours, I always say it like, why during the night? I mean, late afternoon's fine. Like, let me get home from work. <laughs> if I could schedule my tornadoes around my busy life and my convenience, please, God, that would be please and thank you. Uh, but no, I mean, obviously, nothing to joke about, but still just being weather aware and being cautious. If you've been enjoying the last day or two of nice weather and you might have set up one of those uh, umbrellas on your back porch. Oh, take those down. You might want to go ahead and take it down because <laughs> the wind, if nothing else, the wind is kicking up. And then the the wind, I mean, umbrellas and the trampolines are two things. Just make sure they are secured. But definitely the umbrellas. Those things are like flying torpedoes whenever they catch a big gust of, of wind under them. And it would be devastating or sad at, the, at least. Not as devastating as finding out that mosquito hawks don't actually eat mosquitoes. So now I need to know, do ant eaters eat ants? Have yes, I, they do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But... We talked about granddaddy longlegs, or harvestmen, as they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be known. One of the myths is that they're one of the most venomous spiders on the planet, but they can't bite you and break the skin. Well, neither of those are true. They are venomous, and they can break the skin. They aren't anywhere near the world's most venomous, and they really can bite you. Well, now I'm terrified. They do look extraordinarily creepy. I did read where... Oh, what's the spider, the wolf spider that can get really big? Oh, yeah. Do they eat other spiders? They eat spiders. Okay. And fleas and ants and all kind of other bugs you don't want around. So get familiar with the wolf spider. The bigger they are, the more they've been protecting your house, I assume. And then I know like with snakes, it's most of most of us feel like all snakes should die. There's I say all snakes, but and king snakes have, have created an affection and at least my heart, because one, I can point them out like you can see the little speckles on their back. So you feel a little bit and they are kind of territorial, which, again, sentimental, mushy heart. If you stick around, then and you're, and you're not poisonous, obviously, 
you know, I become like you get named and, you know, our family looks for you. And we've had one at every house and we've been sad to leave it. But um, that we've ever been at. Do they actually eat other snakes? Is that true? Yes. Or do King they... snakes will eat other snakes. They'll eat rodents. They'll eat lizards. They'll eat. You might not like this one. If memory serves, I think king snakes will even eat turtle eggs. Oh, that's sad. I don't have a whole lot of turtles, I don't think, hatching <clears throat> around where I live. But the, since you mentioned turtles, though, I did uh, another good um, animal headline. This one's out of Texas. But this also may, may take your breath away if you're, if you're thinking about becoming a dad or a mom later in life. A first-time dad at 90 years old. It was a turtle out of Houston Zoo. <laughs> Okay. I should have stopped. That makes sense. I should have stopped the headline with first time dad at ninety years old. Mr. Pickles and his partner, forty three I mean fifty three year old Mrs. Pickles. So they're married. You do the math. He got himself a I guess she got no, she's not the cougar. He got himself He robbed the cradle. He robbed the cradle. <laughs> they welcomed three hatchlings Deal, Jalapeno, and I think Herkin. Maybe saying that one wrong, but that's Gherkin? okay. Gherkin? Yeah, with a G. Gherkin. Gherkin, jalapeno, and dill. Mr. Pickles. You got to continue the, the pickle line. You got to continue the pickle line. Thank you. But yes, first time dad at 90 years old. Here's my thing. How, who's been around that man for 90, not man, male tortoise, turtle, for 90 years to know that this is his first go round? <laughs> Was he excited? Like, did he share... I was about to say, were there any, like, telltale signs that it was his first? <laughs> I don't know. But Mr. and Mrs. Pick- Mrs. Pickles had their first three um, hatchlings over the weekend. And it's a big, it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, that's what they named their first one, I assume. Let's shift to some good things that are going over on the Good Things uh, Facebook group. We were a day late, but that's okay. You guys really got into this one um, yesterday. Yesterday was National Chip and Dip Day, and I love it when they're vague. So it's not like a specific food or food or it's um, that you have to celebrate. They kind of just give you a combination, and then you get to share what your favorite one is. And you guys really have a lot of differing, differing, differing. What's the right word? Dif- varying. Varying. It's differing. <laughs> Differing is not a word. Different is a word. Different. <laughs> Conflicting. That's one. Varying. Differing. 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 Is it spelled different? <laughs> what would be the correct spelling if you were going to use different? Differing. It would be different. I-N-G. That's what I said. I don't think that's a real word, though. Oh. Should be. On what is the best chip and dip combination? Because the sky is really the limit. You got something crunchy, and then you dip it in something, and then you have a chip and dip com- combination. What's yours? I answered this during lunch yesterday, and I literally went through a list in my head until my mouth started watering. And the one it started <laughs> watering on, that's the one I went with. But my choice is really anywhere, but I chose two restaurants, Ruby Tuesdays and O'Charlie's, because they were the, the kind of memories i had mm-hmm. of having really good spinach and artichoke dip but it's set off even more if you have good spin dip and it's being served 
with those really thin tortilla chips. The like really the, the crispy thinnest ones? thinnest of possible That tortillas. has like the red, dusty stuff on top oh, of yeah. it? yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That is really good. I, it would be a hard, hard tort. This is my love language. Chips and dip, salty, crunchy. Like this is this is where I thrive. And I'm not really sure I have met a combination that I don't like or wouldn't try. But it's really hard to pass up just a good old queso and then a good a good chip for the dip. The ceasefire text line was doing their best <laughs> to help you out. From the 601, we have differentiating. That's an option for you. And then several people, Matt, Mark, Jeff, Fred, from the 601, differing instead of differenting. I like Amanda from Pike County, beg to differ. Y'all beg to differ on your chip and dip combination. I feel like that's just a miss. It should be if Mississippi had a dictionary, differing should just be thrown in there in some some capacity. Matt and Tupelo, differing. I feel differing. I don't know why it's so hard for me. That's the right one, though. But you got it. You got the you got the gist of it that there are multiple ways that you can combine something crunchy and something creamy and dip it in there. I don't know, it's also hard like homemade salsa. A good and not even necessarily like from your home, a restaurant made, like in house made salsa. Well almost see I like mine almost though like a like a pico, but not quite a chunky. pico. Chunky but still have, you know, like a little liquid to it that's not a, it's not a pico, it's a salsa to me. And it has to have a little bit of heat, so you keep going back for it. Because that's like the cool thing about spicy foods. Maybe I'm just weird, but when it comes to taking a chip and dipping it into salsa, like a tortilla chip into <clears throat> salsa, I like the salsa to be as runny and liquid as possible. But if I'm putting salsa on a dish, I want it to be chunky. Like Pico. Because you don't want wet food, moist food. But there's always, it's a bit of a challenge to get as much of the fluid, liquid salsa onto a chip as possible. Ooh, nutta butter and a Nutella. That takes it to a completely different level. Lay's original dip and a good amount of cheese. Lay's original and a good amount of cheese. From the 601, different ways to differentiate the difference of differentiation. I like you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate all of you. All right, stick with us. We got more up next. And the radio world, see sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of my precious child. And no mother's love. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
forget you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from your Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But it is Friday here on Good Things. So we got Tanya in the house to talk movies. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. And How you, are you? You said ruffles and French onion dip, and I yeah. was like, "Oh man, that is like a it's classic." So easy. It's and you ha- it has to be the one that comes in a little tin can <laughs> that you pull back the little top with. Like, let's not get fancy. They got it right the first time. Yeah, and and that is good. But my favorite is the kind that you get in the refrigerated section. You oh, know, you you bump it up just yeah. a little bit of a notch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm free fruit. You're free fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, you you had all the uh, hors d'oeuvres for the Oscar party. Yeah, so, so we, I won't get dip again for a while. <laughs> all right, so what's hitting the uh, big screen this weekend? Well, there's three big new releases this weekend. Wow. Um, the first one is called A Good Person, and this one has Florence Pugh in it um, and our very own Morgan Freeman. So huh. anytime he shows up, I'm happy. Um, it is a rated R drama. And it's about a girl who survives a very tragic accident and is kind of just reeling from that. And, and you know, um, she's just so grief-stricken over what's happened and just trying to find redemption and keep going, you know. And so, you know, Morgan Freeman See the good can't person? go wrong. I don't know. I haven't I mean, seen, seen it, it yet. I was like, he yeah, can't, he can't yeah. not be, right? Like, he was God. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's in her life, and um, it's sort of the one that I believe is kind of directing her and guiding her. Gotcha. So I think it's going to be a good one. They have a connection. I don't want to spoil anything because I have seen little chunks of it, but I haven't seen the whole I thing. I hope that's one that goes to streaming. It's probably not one that's going to get me to a movie, like, without kids. Yeah. But I would totally love to support him and at least see it. Yeah, and it's like I'm starting to, you know, I'm all for going to the theater and I want you to go to the theater to see movies, but I kind of got spoiled being able to watch them at home, especially right now, you know, and I know you're going through the same thing where you've got kids going in every direction and you've got to be four places at the same time. It's really hard at this time of year for me to get to the theater. So I do miss especially all those streaming for options. me. It's the options like to be super picky with your time when you don't have kids. It's like, is this is this worthy of the yeah. three or four hours? Yeah. That, that? Instead of seeing everything, you you know, you have to narrow it mm-hmm. down for sure. Um, and then the other um, new release is the or the other one that is not going to be number one. I guess that's what I should say. It's The Last King. And this is a good one for those of you who really just like to watch good performances. Um, it's going to be a good one. I don't think we'll see it come Oscar time. But it is, um, you know, a very strong cast. Um, and Stephen Coogan is in it, who is always great with any role he's in he's a very prestigious british actor and um it's the story of um it's it's inspired by a true story um by a lady who believes that she has made an archaeological find of the century um and it's actually the last burial site of king richard the third and so she takes on some of britain's most um infamous historians to try to prove herself right and um, Sally Hawkins is the the leading actress on that one too, and she's always great. She was in that one that that weird movie that won an Oscar a few years ago. I've already forgotten. It's the Fish Man. In um, terms of Oscars, what's the likelihood that something that comes out 
I feel like they all know whether it's going to get Oscar buzz or not, or do they even think about that in terms of their timing of release? Because it feels like if it comes out right after Oscars are over, is it really gearing itself up for the next one? No. Am I overthinking I mean, the whole process? I really think that if it comes out this time of year, used to is really where all the duds parked. I mean, anything really before late, well, I would say first quarter of the year. So, you know, first, probably really until about Memorial Day. That just meant that the studio really wasn't going to back it up come Oscar time. Um, but I'm sure some things have come through. Um, but, yeah, it's like, and especially right now with the pandemic, with release dates being all messed up, you probably can see it more right now. Like, I'm thinking everything, everywhere, all at once, maybe even was released about this time last year. Um, and who knew what was going to happen right. with it? Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely strategic. You wonder if it would have been released under normal circumstances, would it would have had the same? Yeah, yeah. You just timing never know. Timing is everything. It, timing is everything. It was a story that just resonated with people, and you know, you had to get to this place in time for that to happen. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, um, but I think there is a lot of planning and thought behind a lot of that. Um, but the big release this weekend is John Wick Chapter 4. This one will definitely come out on top, no doubt about it. Speaking of, Shazam did not do well. Really? I, I, I really thought that it probably wouldn't do as well as some other big movies like that as far as, you know. Is it because they don't have the following for like that the other ones do? Or? Well, you know, just like Marvel, you've got your diehard DC people that have kind of, there. there's a big group that will not support a film if it does not involve Zack Snyder. Uh, you know, and and I, so they're saying that has some to do with it. A lot of the DC people didn't turn up. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, Zach came out, Zachary Levi came out this week and said, you know, I don't think it was marketed right, that they really didn't market it to families and that it is a family movie. Now, I agree with him. I think it is a good, feel good kind of movie. But like I said last week, there were a couple of really scary scenes. So family, if you have older kids, I mean, young, I don't know, I would say maybe 10 and up, something like that. You know, based on your own child, you've got to make that decision. But there's no way I would take like a six or seven year old. I mean, to me, it's just a little bit scary. Um, But, you know, not all kids are the same. So it may not bother some like it would have mine at that age. And then probably parents don't necessarily want to go see something they don't know necessarily about where you would. Like you feel like you're connected to the Marvel universe a little bit deeper. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And so and as we know, D.C. has just kind of been scattered all this time. Um, so, but they're trying to right that wrong. And so maybe, you know, this, that was the last of the old DC releases. So maybe things will change, but I'm disappointed. And, you know, as we talked about him last week, Zachary's such a good guy. It's like I really wanted, want him to be successful, which he is, even if the film doesn't do well. Maybe it'll do better in streaming. Well, that, and you still have lots of other countries. And, you know, it did make $35 million, which is not shabby. You know, It just but didn't blow it, it out of the water. Yeah, it just didn't do what they anticipated. So John Wick, um, he still hadn't died. He still... <laughs> <laughs> he has not. I mean, lives to see yeah. him. <laughs> him and Puss in Boots should go like do a movie <laughs> yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, and Keanu has gone on record and said, as long as they're making the movies, he's there. So you know, it could go on forever. Um, the series. There is a spinoff called Ballerina, I think. Um, 
that he is set to make a cameo in, if I remember correctly. I read about that a while ago. But, yeah, so this one, um, John is in New York City um, plotting his revenge on the high table, which is the group of um, bad guys. uh, Is that who killed uh, his dog? In like the first or second one? Oh, oh no. I'm not sure. Mine says no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was devastated. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Don't the mess people with that the killed his dog and stole his car are loosely related to the high table, but the high table are the uh, the big important influential people pulling the strings behind the scenes. I remember for sitting up and this. going, "They did that. They let him do that." <laughs> <laughs> killed the dog <laughs> it's like okay it's there like goes dogs 10 and babies, people but you the don't. dog no no dogs and babies are off limits you should yeah. know <laughs> um but he's hiding underground plotting revenge with the bowery king and um anyway he has to travel uh to to start his revenge process uh first off he kills the elder which i don't think i'm spoiling anything here um who is the only person that's kind of he's over the high table sort of and um anyway so this triggers everybody going after him of course um but this movie was the last movie uh, or one of the last movies um of Lance Reddick, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, Rhino told us while we were on the air that he had passed away. Um, he's got one more movie coming up on Disney Plus, uh, one of the little sorcerer movies. I've forgotten the name of it, but anyway, um, so that's kind of bittersweet because yeah. he's he's I just can't believe he's gone. He's only sixty years old, but um, anyway, this one is rated R, and all I can say is if you like the other ones you're gonna like this one yeah. i mean and i really don't think you have to see the ones before to, don't. to keep the dog up does. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know they do a good job of kind of you you know what's yeah. going on you know what you know what you're getting into if you're going into yeah the, into yeah the fourth one all righty we appreciate you tanya you guys stick with us to get more for you up next This show was this show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. good things don't forget you can watch us on your computer your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com coming up next tuesday you got middays with jar gibbert he is on the road he's going to broadcast live at communiversity uh coming up tuesday he'll tell you all about the lowndes county job fair in conjunction with the governor's job fair network so you can tune into that on tuesday from 10 to 1 right here on super talk you can also go around the state and make sure you register for your Morgan Wallen tickets. He's coming to Oxford. He will be here April the 23rd with Mississippi Boy Hardy. He's going to be at the ball. 
Paul Hemingway Stadium there in Oxford. If you want to find out where you can register for tickets, just go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen to find the full list of registration locations. <clears throat> Again, that's two sweet seat tickets that are up for the Morgan Wallen Sunday show, April 23rd. It is brought to you by Farm South First South Farm Credit. Y'all, I'm going to get to the end of this day, I promise. King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. I appreciate Jeff in Oxford that said, we need to create a Rebecca Turner book of words. My husband would have appreciated that almost two decades ago, Jeff, and he has been filling, him and Rhino, who's my work husband, have been diligently filling those in over the last several years to try to interpret interpret whatever the heck comes out of uh, my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Things just pop into my head and then they, you know, it sounds right to me. That's all I can. That's all I can say. Jeff said he also went to watch Cocaine Bear this past week and he necessarily he wasn't necessarily a fan. I could see that. But the, hey, that's what reviews are for. Hey, went went my thing. Just letting you know. And, you know, you move on. You mentioned, though, one of the movies that's that Tanya was talking about should have been a movie a really long time ago. Oh, yeah. The story of finding the body of King Richard III, the historical record of it, sounds like a movie script before it ever even became a movie. Because the the historical record said that King Richard III was the last English king killed in battle, and his body was dumped by the victors of the battle in the river, and the remains would never be found. And this one lady, I forget her name, bless her heart, she was convinced that she could find King Richard III's body 500, 600 years after the fact. And she was convinced it was in this one area. Well, this one area used to be part of a priory or a nunnery or something like that. But currently, it's a parking lot. And in the parking lot, there are different parking places. And one of the parking places was marked with an R for reserved. But she saw it as, oh. An omen. It's it's R for Richard. He's got to be right here. And everybody thought she was crazy. And I wish she had like, to have been. There's no way this is going to work. There's there's no way. And then, sure enough, they dig right there in that parking space marked with an R. And there's King Richard III's body. Surprise! Man, to be her and be validated in that moment. I hope they show that in the movie. I hope they completely show how she responded and reacted. I just sat down and smoked a cigarette. Yeah! <laughs> Not really. And it wasn't even because you think about it. Okay, how do you know it was King Richard the Third? You just found a skeleton in the ground under a parking lot. Except historians know that King Richard the Third suffered from scoliosis. He had curvature of the spine. His right shoulder was mm-hmm. higher than his left shoulder. They knew wounds he had gotten in the battle that killed him and stuff like that. And the more they sat there and looked at this skeleton in the parking lot, and they're like, "That's got to be him." Of course, they did the due diligence and did DNA testing and all that kind of stuff and discovered, yeah, it really is King Richard III's body. That's crazy. See, those are the type of stories I absolutely love. And sometimes, you know, the truth is more fascinating than anything fiction. You almost couldn't make that up. And then to have that opportunity to see it in film, that that would be one I would, I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it, but it would be one that I would totally be into um, watching. I love documentaries on stuff like that or just reading about how you found the different sort of um, important findings. That would be the same as you you know for a fact there's buried treasure in your backyard and X marks the spot, 
and then just so happened the grass dies in an X, and you're like, hey, look, there's an X in the backyard, and you start digging, and then there's treasure. It just seems so unlikely. Yes, just ask the Oak Island people. (laughs) They're on what season now, and they've gotten all kinds of premonitions, ideas, thought processes. Rune stones. Rune stones. Heavy equipment. Heavy equipment stuck in there. Millions of dollars down the drain. Yeah, but they're also making millions of dollars off of this, off the TV show and the popularity of it. It's like now if they found it. That's how you know if they ever do find it. There's going to be a commercials for a three-hour special. This is true. We're wrapping this up. We're dying a bow on it. That's what we're doing here on Good Things, wrapping it up for the week and the day. But you got more coming up next. You got the Boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was a Super Talk Mississippi media production.